Shut up and sit down. Welcome, everybody, to episode 309 of Third Shift. I am, of course, one of your hosts, the Mike, the Mayhem, the answer to all the questions, Mr. Eric. And with me today, oh, it's him, it's the emotionally damaged, the unstable, the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt. He's here today in this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday Yes, it's a tick early, but that's what must be done. We shall give you a show. We shall have some fun. We shall do the thing. But before we do all the stuff, we got to ask, how is the week? What's going on? Was there any cool things, Matt? What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. I realize this is the intro is where you take veiled shots at your co-host. That's we'll right. We'll start doing that from now on. You won't be the light bearer, light bringer, light bearer, bringer, the beast bastard. Oh, I don't You'll get be the, old, the old bastard who's always doing something and has to go do a thing every other week. Hoodly-hoo. But also, it's my buddy Eric. Hey, and I'll salvage it. Yes, that's Dang how we'll it. do it. No, but... On a, on a serious note, God, it was a busy week. Look at all the things that are in the show notes that I did. First off, I'll just go chronologically. We'll do it that way. So actually, yes, first off, on Friday, went to AEW Battle of the Belts 3 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Van Andel Arena. This was a show, I don't know why, but like after going to Blood and Guts, which was the first one I went to, which is a big spectacle, you know, dual rings, the big cage over top, weapons, blood, everything. They were like, oh yeah, and in like a month and a half, Battle of the Belts is coming. And for some reason, I was just like, yeah, okay, I should probably go to that, but I don't know. They got to be like two weeks out, and I went, oh, it's here. All right, I should probably go. I probably should. Got to be one week out. Uh, something lifted. The, the veil lifted, and I went, hey, stupid, it's on Friday. Get it. Booted up Ticketmaster, get a resale ticket. I think it was only like the fifth row back, so really good seats. Just a fantastic show. It's always an awesome show. I love going to see wrestling shows. Everybody knows it. But man, that ROH world title match between Claudio Castagnoli and Konosuke Takeshita was incredible. And it was one of those moments where, I mean, you know, if you watch wrestling for a while, I'm like, oh, here's a title match between the title holder and this guy. You know what the outcome's going to be. Oh, he just got the title. He's not going to lose it right away. Or this guy's not really at that level, so... You know what the outcome's going to be. But when you start watching that match, and it's done so well, it pulls you in. And you start to believe. And I'm not saying, like, you know, I understand wrestling is a, it's a scripted event. It's a, it's a show. It's not a sport. But just like any movie, just like any show you watch, when it's done well, you believe. You buy in. Your disbelief is suspended. And they hooked me. They got me so bad. Because that match was so goddamn good. Oh, I couldn't believe it. By the end of it, whatever the outcome was, if you haven't seen it, I'm not spoiling it for you, I had the biggest smile on my face because it was so good. It went like different styles than I thought they would. It was so awesome. And then they had, you know, a nice ending like between the guys. You could tell one of them was really emotional because it was such a big match and everybody was so into it. Oh, it was great. What an awesome show. I can't believe some part of me somehow almost didn't go to it. But that was phenomenal. Very next day, speaking of phenomenal, went out to the Kalamazoo Rib Fest with Mom. We did it like 10 years ago or something. We were staying in Kalamazoo for something, and the Rib Fest was that weekend and went. And out of the blue this year, she went, hey, want to go again? And I said, yes. 
and I went and ate some awesome ribs. Some ribs that were just okay, but they had like some local places all along one side of the area. On the other side, it was like national people from all over. You've probably seen it if you watch like Food Network. Like they had their their truck and their setup, and then like all the big banners of all the all the things they'd won. Some awesome food there. A great time, except it was like 900 degrees that day. Brutal. Went to the first place. I'm like, I'm going to get some ribs from each place, you know, like we do for the chili cook-off. Standing at the first ribs place, like the credit card machine thing isn't working. So they're trying to scramble and figure out how to do it and you know, get, it, get it all plugged in, get the young kids because the kids know the tech. I'm just standing there and the sun is just beating on my face. Just, you know, you know that just, oh, yeah. when you stand there, it's just, you feel the sunburn just coming up. Like it's been, it's been two minutes and it's just, oh, but other than that, it was a fantastic time. Awesome ribs. One of the places, it was like a, a Texas barbecue, which I love the most anyway. So they had just phenomenal, big, meaty, juicy ribs. Got a big old brisket sandwich from them too. Oh, so good. Very next day, after that, on Sunday, I went to the movie theater, which I haven't done in a long time, and I went and saw Nope. Have you seen Nope yet, Mr. Eric? No, I have not seen Nope yet. It's a 50-50 one for me. You should have said Nope and not No. I was waiting for you to say Nope, and you didn't say No. Dang it! (laughs) But I will say, I enjoyed it. I So far, I've only seen Us from Jordan Peele. I haven't seen Get Out, mm-hmm. but I really like that one. This one was pretty good, too. I will say, I think I liked Us a little better just because of the, the things that happened in it. It was more engaging. But like the way he shoots his scenes, like it feels like you're watching a crafted movie, not like you know just some movie. And I have to say, when you do see it, if you watch it on HBO Max or whatever, if you end up watching it, mm-hmm. that first scene, it made me laugh so hard. And people who know what I'm talking about, like the scene, it's a personal thing between Eric and me. It's an inside thing. He will understand. You will not. I didn't laugh at like what happened, but seeing it, I went, oh man, this is from 10 <laughs> years ago when we were in a, in a place in a different time and oh golly, oh gee. So that was great. Then on the almost getting to the video game front, also over the weekend, I've been watching League European Championships. Watched some on Saturday. It was pretty normal stuff. And then it was crazy. Because this is the first time I've ever watched LEC. And I don't know any teams. I don't know anything. I came in like in the middle of the whole summer split here. So it's just like, hey, here's the rankings. And on Sunday, every team that should have lost won in like dominating fashion. It was crazy. Like there's a team in the rankings that had won one game out of like 12. The 12 they had played or 15 or whatever. One and whatever. They completely blew out the other team. And I went, oh, man, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen because the commentators are getting hyped. I'm getting hyped watching these awesome plays. And like, oh, where's this team been the whole time? Blah, blah, blah. The next game, it was like the team won up from them. They, they were like 2-10 and 10 or whatever the records were. Like, oh, well, it'll be back to normal after this because they're facing the number one seed. Blew them out. This is the second to last team. Destroyed them. Like, oh, what a crazy day. But the next game, that's 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 in the bag now. This, this is the the second team from the top facing the third team from the bottom, which was the team. The t- second team from the top is the one that I'm like following and liking, just watching their plays. They got destroyed. It was upset central. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Obviously, I don't watch much esports, but it was just you get in a groove. A few weeks, okay. These are the good teams. These are the teams that they play well, but they never make it. And it was just every game. Whoop, Turned on its head. Beautiful, wonderful, amazing. 
obviously been watching New Japan's G1. I'm still a few days behind on that, but that's, I love the strong style wrestling. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's a fun time. And then the one game that I've played this week, other than Animal Crossing New Horizons, which I play every day, it's been Final Fantasy V. I did a big old stream of it on Friday before AW Battle of the Belts because I took that day off, like four and a half hour stream, having a great time, doing voices, all the good things. And then I looked, I'm a little guide here, and I went, hey, you're about to wrap up this world and go to the next one. And I went, okay. But there's a spot in this world I, that I found that I know of where you can level up your jobs pretty well. In this area, you have a chance of two different battles, and one gets you four job points, and one gets you eight. And the enemies are really tough. But four job points, which is more than you can get in pretty much any other guaranteed battle, and then that jumps up to eight. So I think it was on Sunday after Nope, I sat here in this chair that you were looking at in front of this monitor that I'm looking at. I played Final Fantasy V for like eight hours and farmed up them jobs. And it wasn't like, you know, this is when I put on LEC, I put on New Japan, I put on stuff in the background. I am a crazy person. I, we, I've, I've said it before when I first started talking about the game, but you give me jobs and you give me abilities those jobs can learn, and you tell me I can earn points in battles to do that, that is the itch that I will scratch all day long. Some of these job levels, like the max level, you need 450 job points in that level alone. That's fine. That's that's only 100 battles. That's only possibly 50 battles. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth fight. Oh, MP's gone. Go back to the little inn. Rest up. Go back. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the, part of the reason I'm doing it is there's an achievement. Master all the jobs. I was probably going to do it anyway, but might as well just do it. One of my characters mastered all the mage jobs, except for red mage. Okay, I'll put red mage on. And I pulled up my little job system guide. Level 1. 100, level 2, 200, level 3, 300, whatever. Okay. Level 4 is surely only like 400, 450. That's been about the cap for all of them. Level 4 is 999 job points for that block alone. Can you guess how many characters I have maxed out now after having played it that day, the next day, the day after that? All four characters have maxed out the Red Mage job ability. I am on the way. I am... I'm this close. All I have to do is get the hidden job, which, again, is a 999-er, but whatever. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. When I think about it, like, dude, you just farm for job points. I, I feel like a crazy person. But when I do it, and I see, plink, 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 I see those job points needed, and they keep shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, and then, boom, now I can switch to a new job. Now I'm going on to another thing, and now I'm leveling that up. Oh, it feels good. It feels good, and it feels right. Not even just on a Friday night or a Saturday night. Any night of the week. I did it before this podcast. I was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Get it, get it, get it, get it, go. There's nothing wrong with what you did, man. Nothing yeah. wrong. However, I got beef. You call me crazy because I love to go farm my, my particular loot. I want the gun of Jehovah... And I want to go farm it. That's crazy. That's crazy. I I ain't got time for that. That sucks. That That ain't no fun at all. (laughs) I'm not going to go farm an area until I get that particular (laughs) item and then go to the next area. I ain't got time for that. Johnny Jones, man, ain't got time for that. But yeah, here he stands talking right now, going, you know what? I saw those pretty numbers in that little level bar. And so, oh man, it just scratches an itch and I'm going to spend all day doing it. It's the same 
thing, and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Holy moly. Just enjoy it. I'll give you that. I've never thought of it that way. But I will say the, the Pixel Remasters make it really easy where you can just, there's an auto battle button, and it remembers all the things you chose. So as soon as I line my dudes up to summon Ramu, everybody does it, uh-huh. then it's just, every battle is just press X and then watch just an initiate. LEC. <laughs> oh, it's done. Boop, back and forth, back and forth. Press X, watch a New Japan. Uh-huh. So it's it's not, I feel like if I had to go down to summon, select Ramu every single time, I wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. But it's just, they made it so easy, and like I said, it's just that, that itch I love to scratch. So... That's been a ton of fun. I can't wait for the next stream of it, which might be in a day or two, just to kind of progress the story and get going a little bit, because if I only have two more jobs to master, I can do that just in regular battles, doing whatever. But that's been my week. It's been fantastic and wonderful. Look at all the great things. What about you, Eric? Did you have great things happen this week? Oh, indeed. I had some family come up and visit, so I've had a full house for this whole last week. You know, the cool thing, besides, of course, them visiting, just hanging out and whatnot, and the kids getting to play with the cousins and all that good stuff, is, you know, oh, oh, while you're here, you know, we got to do, we got to go get this delicious meal or do that particular thing. So uh, it's always a joy because, you know, you're like, all right, yes, Kajinos, Olympic, you know, the, the go-tos. So it's always a happy face when you're like, oh, this week I know I get these three good things no matter what. That's just the way this is going to play out because it has to. And sure enough, it did. It was glorious. Mm. Some good stuff there. And, of course, while they visited, you know, we did the typical have family over, friends over. We had my daughter's birthday party, so we had a full house. Everybody's swinging. Everybody's dancing, going wild. Kids running around playing. The whole nine yard. (sighs) It was the first time our our little new dog, you know, was around that many people. So it was interesting seeing, you know, how he was acting, which was partly insane and running around with his head cut off and then partly scared because of obviously so many people. So did that, had a good time with that. Now, I did play on one night, Monster Hunter Rise, and it was so abbreviated, though it was so small. Uh, Unfortunately, when I got on, Shay, who always plays with me, was like, hey, man, I only got about two hours and I got a hard out because I got the girls with me and I promised them this and that, da 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 so... No problem. So we hit up some monsters, and as I told you boys and girls before, we took off all the uh, overpowered gear they give us, you know, for whatever reason, and just put on whatever we were earning at that moment. Man, greatest decision ever. Greatest decision ever. It was actually challenging again. I was actually having to look for the monster's tails and avoid the attacks, and I'm watching Shay get carted, you know, and run off to get potions, and I'm just laughing and chuckling at him, and... Uh, it was it was it was just perfect. It was is what I was hoping for, and it's I'm glad we decided to do that. However, I will say, uh, as I said, you can't do the solo stuff with others. So I'm gonna probably just pop on the OP gear and just go smoke the uh, storyline over. Cause let's face it, everybody, Monster Hunter story, whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. You're not telling me it's some deep emotional tale about you know childhood innocence <sighs> lost and learning how to overcome your. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't and even know. Betraying what. your best friend and like, you know, yeah. instead of just staying with them, you go like on a re- hunt of revenge, and then you end up ruining your whole life. No, nothing like that. Come on. No, sorry. Well, well, maybe we make a new monster hunter for a new age. That's what we do. That's what we do. I agree, man. We'll get on that as soon as we get the show done. We'll start to put up some initial notes, see what we get going, and we'll, we'll see where it lands. You know. But I will say. I'm jumping all over the place in it because I haven't done the story and we're just doing the arena. 
it's like, oh, you're Monster Hunter 3 right now, and then you got to do like a big, before you get Monster Hunter 3, you got to do a big, you know, big battle with one of the bigger bosses, but then all of a sudden, all this Area 3 stuff opens up. Now, I'm sure in story mode, as you progress to the different, uh, you know, the, the Frostlands and the, and the jungle and this and that, there's probably a lot of story that goes along with it of why, if it's like Monster Hunter World, of why you're going there and, like, all the reasons and who's coming with you and why, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not doing the story and just going and playing with Shay, it's just, like, it's just kind of weird because it's just like, you're now in the Lava Lands. Harsh environments. Fire. Hunt. And then there I am. I'm in this whole new biome doing stuff, killing all these monsters. No reason to be there. There's no story for that. Nothing. Literally just, here's this environment. And that's not how I experienced World at all. Because we did the story together in World and then did arenas and hunts and all sorts of other stuff. So just kind of kind of strange. I mean, it's not a big deal because the whole reason we're there is just to do the monsters anyway. But still a little weird just to be like, okay, new environments. Nothing, no reason I'm here, no, nothing, doesn't, doesn't matter. Just face rolling all the monsters. I don't really know what that is. It's some kind of yep. flying thing. And it's a, it's a Cherokee. Guess let's go. <laughs> he's, he's who we're hunting. Okay, kill him, let's kill him. Cool beans, yeah. It is, so it's odd, but don't care, because I just like playing with Shay, having a good time, you know, have a beer or two, and call it a night. It's, uh, it's definitely great, and I want to do it some more, but I'm so busy, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. And the last game I played this week, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I've been over there going through that like nobody's business. I'm still probably pretty early on, but I got quite a few hours in. I still only got me and the homeboys. I haven't met the female of the group yet, so I'm hoping I get to meet her and get her incorporated. And I'm a little confused because the game is like, oh, you can have like up to four players with you. And... As far as I knew, that was all the players you got. It was four. So I don't know if that's like some miswording or if I'm completely crazy and there's actually characters I don't know about yet that joined my group. So I can't wait to find out, man. You know, I can't wait to find out. Oh, yeah. I never streamed this one. I just played no, it on my you own. Just played oh, no. It, yeah. I, I played, well, I streamed like the first bit yeah, where you get the, the early yeah, on. So. So any of the other stuff, okay, okay. I don't know, Eric. Maybe no. you'll, maybe you'll have to find out. It might might be some neat characters, or it might just be, might just be all of them. There's just them four characters. I don't know. Gosh dang it! So, with that, my, and you know, being said, I was like, okay, now now I got to be careful because I don't want to invest too much in these characters. You know, grind too much, and then I just replace them with characters I like more later anyway. So I, I was like, all right, well, Eric, relax, because I was doing pulling a mat, and I was just going like up and down the streets, just killing thugs. Like, I'm just going to level up and become super overpowered and stupid. This is going to be ridiculous. And it's, it's so fun to do in that game, because the combat yeah. is just fun. The combat yeah. is fun. It is indeed. So and then so I was doing that, but then I was like, well, let's slow down. Let's actually go do maybe some of the side quests and whatnot that I can do, and then we'll go do the main missions as necessary. But the game has... A weird thing going for it right now that World of Warcraft, you know, I grew up knowing and understanding, is there will be side quests available in like unmarked areas of the map, and I'm like, all right, well, let me go up there and do it, and then immediately get completely wrecked by some level twenty uh, thugs, etc., out of the blue, and then occasionally, and I went, okay, okay, I understand. Don't you know? Don't go into those areas right now. It's you're not supposed to be there. Stay away. They trick you sometimes, though. Because in areas you're supposed to go into, 
there'll be an alley that's in that area, but it's kind of, you know, well, it could go going into another area. And so you're like, well, I want to, you know, look around for collectibles, look around for items, look around for silver chests, that kind of deal. And you'll go in there and you'll be like, oh, thugs, okay, cool, let's knock them out and then look in that corner. And nope, ah, ha, ha, there we are, we're level 20 baddies up in this level 10 area. We got you, didn't we? And then boom, you're dead. And I'm like, son of a gun, I don't like it. I don't like being tricked. I'm supposed to be in a level 12 area. Why is there some level 20s roaming around in this alleyway over here? Well, now you know what they look like, though. So you yeah. can... So you can avoid Just something like Restaurant Row. Don't be going down Restaurant Row in the early game because you get chopped up. Like mm-hmm. the chefs will literally chop you all up. Oh, it's yes. great. Uh, I miss that. I miss that though because eventually, I mean, you have not like the run of the town, but you have the run of the town, and enemies will be a little tough, but not like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss the just like, oh, we are still homeless bums. We can't really go in there because we're not badasses yet. I kind of yeah, miss that. By the end, you know. We're not up to snuff quite yet. And you're and speaking of those chefs, I, I ran into those chefs mm-hmm. and they chopped me up. They chopped yep. me to bits. I thought I could do it. And they said, No, you can't. And then there was another group of uh Yakuza and I was like, Oh, I can take them. I think I was like level ten and they were like level fifteen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could do this. And they did the old call for backup. Backup uh-huh. came. I was like, okay, I might still be able to manage this. All right, resource management. Let's go crazy. Use items as necessary. Don't Call for backup. Call for backup. Call for... All of a sudden, there's like eight or nine of them. And I'm like, and I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, it tried to be like, oh, this game's wild because it'll be like, you died. We took all your stuff. Now go play. And I'm like, yeah, who's going to do that? No. Hard power button. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's not a maniac in the world who's going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll keep playing after you just took all my money. No. So that's the only downside is just having a hard power every time you die because I ain't losing that money because this game does not, as of this moment anyway, hand out money. You ain't getting money for nothing. I mean, you got to grind and grind and grind just to go get a freaking one piece of equipment. Eventually, you have money hand over fist. But I, w- I will say, you are right, but it goes hand in hand with your station in the game. Yeah, you got You are just scrubbing by the skin of your teeth. So I, I appreciated that bit while it was mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, I, I'm not mad about it, but it's just, uh, you, you know, I ain't losing the money. Normally in a game, I'd be like, whatever, I'll just go grind some more. But this one, they, they make sure they only give you little bits here and there. So really cool. And then I'll tell you, this, just the environments... I've said it already. It's just fantastic. Everything looks gorgeous. You go into all these different shops and these different places, and it's got the stuff you think you see. You go to you know you you go go to the Michigan Works place where you want to get a job at. It's just got the typical you know guy individuals sitting there. Oh, you want to get a job? No, you stink. You can't have a job. Get out of here. Sorry, we can't help you. Go go freshen up. Come back. That type of stuff. You go work for an old crazy man. You know, trying to find his uh, his woman of the night. And every time you're in a conversation, just pictures on the walls of all the ladies available and whatnot. Just all matches. It all syncs up. It all fits. And the stories themselves, even the side quests, are all bananas. You know, you come in thinking one thing, and all of a sudden it's it's wild. You know, the one that was mentioned that spoiled for me so annoyingly, but still fun. Of course, the babies. You know, the big babies. That one was spoiled for you because you watched it on my stream years ago. Literally years ago now. I know. (laughs) 
So it was still fun to do again, though. I had yeah, a good yeah. time with it. And it was just that well, the whole game is filled with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So every quest you go on could end up being something serious and where, you know, he has a moment and actually a teachable moment type thing going on. Or it might just be some whack job craziness that makes no sense and you just have fun. And I like that. You don't know what you're going to get. It's always just, well, I'm going to go do it because I don't know what's about to happen. It's going to be fun. And, of course, the interactions between you and the boys so far have just been great. You know, everybody's got a very different personality and likes to talk and make sure, you, you know, their opinion's known. So just the interactions between all three of them so far, just just a good time. The game's just good. It's just great. It's a just fun dang RPG. I'm so glad I played it. And then I I convinced Shay to play it. So even he's on there now texting me, oh, man, this is great. Oh, wow. I never thought there'd be an RPG. It was like cool like this. You know, it wasn't your typical you know fantasy RPG. Whoa. So a, a wonderful time. Just a, a, a glorious week. And beyond that, I just wanted to complain for five seconds that there's so much more, man. Cult of the Lamb. The Diofield Chronicles, which I might mention later. Who knows? A Soul Hacker freaking 2 is coming out. Uh-huh. You know, got God of War around the corner. Crystal Protocol around the corner. That's not even Saints it. Row Reboot Saints is coming Row. out again. I mean, go listen back like two episodes yes, ago. We were talking, talking about all the stuff we were hyped for. Yeah. So many good Overwatch games. 2. Overwatch it's coming 2. out for free in two months. It's so much. And I've got Horizon you know, Forbidden West to finish. I'm playing, obviously, Yakuza Like a Dragon right now. I've got uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 sitting right there ready to go. I've got Monster Hunter Rise that I'm playing. The list goes on. It's just bananas. I feel like a king at dinner who's got handcuffs on and a muzzle on his mouth. Because I just can't touch it and eat it all. It's too much. You can do it, Eric. We have this conversation every time you okay, say you can't. Can. You literally can do it. I can. You just, well, you just made choices so, such that you can't do it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing you can do is listen to a fantastic release. Now, I will say, I was going to go the easy route. I was going to pick the easy game. I was going to take I was going to take what I would call the, the bitch's way out and talk about something that's obviously big and popular and coming out right now. And it's, who, would, who would do a release like that? I'm mostly giving crap to my buddy Eric because he's shaking his head right now. He's got to give I, it back. Can't just take it. He's got to always give it back. You're one to talk. What are you talking about? <laughs> But it was actually planned out. I was like, oh, I'll talk about Cult of the Lamb. And then I was sitting here in my house. I think I was over there, maybe just chilling on the bed, scrolling on Twitter. And a Twitter ad got me. Wait, 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 before I even get to that, I also had this like feeling in my head when I was getting prepared to talk about Cult of the Lamb. I was thinking, you know, I used to do like totally weird indie releases. I feel like I'm picking like the mainstream indies. Huh. And now looking back, you know, through the release list, I haven't really been. I've been picking some weird stuff. But I had that itch of just, I really want to talk about something weird that nobody's really heard about. And, just, and then this Twitter ad popped up. So I saw this book, art book, video game case, and the text of the ad said, check out a new strategic turn-based deck-building roguelite. And I went, excuse me, pardon me, what are you called? And the, and the ad said, I'm called Super Bullet Break. And I went... Those are all the things that I love, that I do always talk about. This is a game I've never heard of. What is this game about? And the game said, well, I come out this Friday is recording this on the 12th, developed by B-Side or Beckside Inc., published by P-Cube. I'm releasing for the PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and the PlayStation, and I am all those things that you just said. And if you hear 
if you've heard me on any of these like half the releases I've done in the past like six months, that sounds exactly like Slay the Spire. Deck building, roguelite, strategic, turn-based. The only thing that it isn't is card-based. But doing more research on Super Bullet Break, it's basically the exact same thing. It's basically Slay the Spire in a video game-themed world with anime girls as your cards, but they're referred to as bullets, and they're like in your magazine. It's totally weird and totally off the wall, totally bonkers. But it is all the things that I love, and I watched some gameplay of it, and it plays just like Slay the Spire. Each world that you go into, it's basically you are playing as you know an anime girl character who is like in her house playing on a video game console. As video game console can, can connect to, I think it's six or seven online games. And evil AI is taking over these online games, and you, the character, are kind of going in with the help of some other characters to kind of clear out the bugs, defeat the AI, restore the games to normal. But each of those games you can choose from is essentially Slay the Spire, but with a different storyline, a different kind of layout, different kind of characters, because you're playing that online game. Like the first one, it's kind of sort of traditional. Like there's there's knights and soldiers and pawns and that kind of thing. But the second game that you can get into, the storyline of that game that you're going through, it's like a like a high school romance, like dating sim type of game. So you're meeting up with characters and choosing dialogue. You know, this dialogue makes you fight them. That dialogue gives you X number of points or X number of stats, or you get a new card or bullet or girl, however you want to think about it. Then the next game, it's something completely different. It's themed all around something else. It's like a zombie game. This one is like a mech game. So even though the gameplay is essentially the same, which is a Slay the Spire thing, where you get your row of bullets, which are, again, anime girls, which I'll get into in a second, and each of them has a cost, and they do a certain amount of damage or give you a certain amount of shield. You have HP, the enemy has HP. Whittle down the enemy before they get to you. You can go on to the next scenario on the map and kind of choose your pathway through. Oh, here you have shops where you can get new things. Here you have treasure chests. Here you have events. Here you have battles. Here you have a rest area where you can regain your HP. All the traditional Slay the Spire stuff. If you've played that, this is that with a cute anime aesthetic. And like I said, kind of different themes to the scenarios. I guess I shouldn't just call them maps because each game has like two or three different maps as you kind of go through the story of the game while you're trying in the real world to like unhack the game while you're doing Slay the Spire Battles. So it's kind of all these things all meshed into one. And it also has gotcha themes to it. Now, when you say gotcha, everybody goes, oh man, microtransactions and we're paying through the nose to get a four-star bullet girl. No, because you only do gotcha stuff in here with in-game currency that you earn in the game as you're going through. And each game that you play has a certain number and type of characters that you can get. One of the gameplay things I was watching, a video I was watching, they were kind of scrolling through. And in this game, the person collected 25 out of the 26 girls or bullets. In this game, this many. And when you go to the store, you can't just roll the random one. But if you kind of know what character you're looking for, you can choose like the traits. Like, I want uh, a bullet or a girl that has this personality and that type of like attacks. And so if you kind of get the idea, then you can, oh, I rolled the one I was missing because I know she's egotistical and a defender. Boom, there you go. So it has some of that gotcha stuff in it, but not in a predatory bad way, an in-game way where you're rewarded for playing more games, unlocking more stuff. 
And the weird part about it, like I said, all your cards or your abilities or your bullets in this game, they're all cute anime girls with their own personalities and backstories and things you can, like, the website says, learn all about all the different characters. So it's not like you just got a card that is Wind Slash and it does two damage. You got a card that is Sally Sue and her ability is Wind Slash that does two damage. But when you get her, she's got like a little text box of kind of like when you fuse a new persona in Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Hey, you get a little dialogue thing about what she does. I don't know. It's just weird and bizarre. And I never would have heard about this in a million years if I didn't see that ad on Twitter. Not only is the game that I do want to play because I love Slay the Spire and Slay the Spire likes, but it's just. It's just weird enough. I don't think anybody's going to cover it. It's just sneaking right in there. And it looks good. There's a demo out right now on Steam and pretty much everywhere else. So if, if you think it might tickle your fancy, go check it out. I think it'll tickle my fancy. Now i got to wait to get it for the other thing to expire, but it's something that I'm going to put on the list because I like Slay the Spire. I like different themes on that. And who doesn't like cute anime girls? I'm not saying I got no shame in that. It's uh, fun. I got no shame. I love it. I watch all sorts of slice of life anime. You know, I'm a, I'm a, what do they call those crazies? We've talked about this before. I'm one of them, otaku. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was interesting because you have the different themes on it. And in those different games, sometimes you see the character you knew, but now they're in a different spin. Now uh-huh. they're, you know, some games it's like the characters are corrupted. So characters that were on your side, now you're fighting them. If it sounds interesting to you, check out Super Bullet Break and check it out with me. You know, you mentioned slaying, and of course, this title, Matt, is the big, is it actually really indie because it's published by Devolver Digital and, of course, developed by Massive Monster. It's Cult of the Lamb. It's the one you were going to do, and you said, no, nay, Eric does the ones that everyone's probably going to play, and I do the special cool ones that people don't really know about but can know about because I'm talking about them. Well, you know what? It still deserves praise, and it still deserves recognition, regardless of whether it's popular and being covered or not, because it comes out August 11th, and it's available everywhere. PC, Switch, PS5, PS4, Xbox, etc. You know the deal. Anywhere you want to get it. I'm stoked for this game. I already got it. I'm ready to go. I played the demo of it. We already talked about that. What it is, is you're a little lamb, and you get sacrificed and according to the story which is very early on apparently you're like the last lamb and we don't know why they were all sacrificed regardless you were they thought they'd won but no you went to this weird god the god who waits and said they said well look if you want to be my minion i'll resurrect you and all you got to do is raise up a cult that worships me and help bring about my return well what are you going to do you're going to say no negative you're gonna say yes of course why the hell not i hate those other gods who just sacrificed me and killed me so you agree immediately you come back and the best part of that demo and the best part so far of this game is you come back and you come back right where you were murdered right to the people who did it and then that music kicks in matt that music is just popping god it makes you feel good and I, and I gotta say too, it's weird because the combat isn't like great, but it has that like funky, meaty feel. Like uh-huh. I, I played the demo on PC, but I played it on my PS4 controller, and it felt right. You hit that button, it's whap, whap, wham. It's just oh, it feels so good, and it's uh-huh. and it's brutal, but not like in a in a like a too over the top kind of way. It's just big hits, and blood and splatter, and oh, it's great. 
It's exactly as you said. The combat's loose. You're kind of floating and hopping around and just whapping, whapping all over the place. But whenever it connects, you get that thud and that controller, that feeling. So you know you're connecting. And the graphics, they've got that very colorful, vibrant thing going on. Very weird, though. I mean, the environments are all dark and strange and just exactly what you'd imagine from some Devolver Digital published stuff. You know what I mean? Just out there. But it all feels good. The blood's going. Your little lamb looks so cute, but of course is not a friendly character. And then you start meeting characters along the way. You're like, oh, yeah, I've got a mystery, and I'm going to help you. And already, just from the word go, you start to get invested. Because these gods are talking, and you don't know why they're doing what they're doing or what's going on. The one god that resurrects you literally tells you nothing of why it's banished and why it's locked in chains and why it can't come out. You just simply agree to be do its bidding because you've been screwed over. You may be getting screwed over again later. I don't know. The mystery is right from the word go. And you're like, I'm invested. This this feels fun. So you start slaughtering the baddies who just took out yourself. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, this is the game, right? Go from stage to stage, area to area, room to room. And then, no, it's like, hey, guess what? I need you to go get yourself a cult member. And you're like, what? Yeah, go go save this little guy over here. Look, he's about to be hurt. You go save him. All right, take this portal. Go to this village. Okay, cool. All right, he's one of your cult members now, but guess what? He's the dimwit. You got to feed him. You got to take care of him. This town's nothing. You got to build it. What just happened? I thought I was on a little adventure game, like, you know, Legend of Zelda type style. No, now you got to build a village. Now you got to build a shrine to worship you, their leader. And then, of course, do sacrifices, build buildings, get more members to build weapons, armor, go out and forge for food. They're over here pooping on the ground and crap. You got to clean it up. You got to build, you got to do everything. Everything this town needs, you have to be there to do or set your villagers to do it for you while you're away. So if you ain't got enough of them, you're stuck (laughs) cleaning up poop, cleaning up the town, trying to persuade other cult members that you're not a bad guy and that you are good and to stay with your clan. It's kind of funny because the rest of the demo combat and the the music and the graphics were so much fun that I kind of forgot about this until we started talking about it. And I went, wait, there's that village management aspect too, which I like village builders. We we both like that kind of stuff. But then there's the, well, you got to cook for them and you got to feed them. But if you feed them, then they might poop. And if there's too much poop, then they get sick. It's like it, it puts me in that like Tamagotchi feel of just like oh I don't. That's the one part I'm I'm wary of. I'm scared this, of is if it gets too much or can you get a couple good cult members level them up and then you're just on poop duty and then you never have to worry about it again or you're just on farming for wood and now we have infinite wood supply. I hope it gets to be that point because that's what I'm hoping as well. Yeah. I'm hoping that you get cult members to handle all that stuff. The the you know the necessary things so that way whenever you come back. You're basically just checking up on everybody, giving a prayer over them. Because if you give a prayer over your cult members, it'll help level them up. So you want to do that. And sometimes they'll start to think you're not, you know, awesome. And then you, it's so awesome because you'll have choices now. You can either A, rehabilitate them, you can try to persuade them that you are good, or you can just be like, you know what, you're not worth it. Because guess what? Some cult members, they got good traits and then there's bad traits. So you have to decide, like, is this cult member worth my time? Because you can just take them into the old cult of the lamb and, hey, instead of praising you or trying to get you anywhere, you can just, no, nah, hey, you know, sacrifice. And then you and your cult, other cult members sacrifice them to the, the god who waits. And boom, they get eaten up, sucked down into the pits of wherever they're going. Fantastic. I can't wait to sacrifice so many stupid little animals who don't want to do what I tell them to do. 
That part excites me. And then all the while, the best part, you know, the meat of the game is the roguelite aspect. You go up into these randomly generated areas and you have to fight through getting weapons as you go, gaining spells or curses as they're called as you go. And then you'll meet a couple individuals who will help you along the way by either A, requiring money to give you more cult members. One of them will give you like uh, tarot cards and it gives you extra abilities as you progress through. And they can be regular, blue, purple, you know, legendary ones. It's all randomized. You don't know what you're going to get. You'll get two to pick from as you go through. And there's bosses. And then, of course, along the way, you'll also meet those gods we were talking about earlier who are trying to stop you. And then they'll, of course, bring mini-bosses, regular bosses, all that to put an end to it. But by beating them, you'll get more cult followers. And the best part is, even if you die, it's no big deal. You go back and you start this whole process over. You keep your cult members, etc. But now you're going back through. Well, guess what? That just means you get more cult members. So you'll get more bosses beat, more cult members added to your crew, whom you can utilize and or sacrifice to keep everything running smoothly. Really fun system. Really cool. So far, I'm I'm sold. I bit the bullet. I'm definitely sold, but I have I have a little I, I have a little bit of complaint with what you said because oh. you said the best part is the gameplay and the roguelite and going and doing more stuff. No, Eric. The best part, the first thing I thought of when it happened in the demo was you go home, you know, you have your little, your first follower there. And if you talk to him, you can change what that follower looks like. Yes, you, you can, can. You can change that follower's name. So you can have Bob, the half doofus raccoon, just cleaning up poop all day long. And when you get sick of seeing his dumb face, into the pit you go. You're sacrificed. That's and then right. you just take the other cult member who's sally or whatever the default is and you know what bob's back and you're back on poop duty bob that's right hell yeah and not only can you do that i didn't want to stay too long on the the town part but besides being able to do that and creating all these fun stupid situations that you want based off people you may know or not know whatever you also can customize the hell out of your town there are so many collectibles that you get while on the roguelite portion uh, finding ways to make new, you know, lights for the town, uh, fences, buildings, etc., all sorts of stuff. So you can turn your town into almost whatever the heck you want to, you know, as you progress through this game, going through the roguelite, roguelite portion. And as you said, you can, you know, and you also collect, like you said, the heads and bodies of all sorts of different animals. So you can make them look whatever they want, the town the way you want, the names what you want. You can make whatever you want out of this town whilst having a fun, you know, action-adventure type roguelite experience at the top end. And I told you the music's great. The star, the story that I know so far is super dark and weird. I can't wait. I can't wait to play it. I just need it in my paws right now, and I can't have it yet, though. Sad. I can't have it for an even longer time than you, and I, I want it in my hot little hands, like I always say. But another thing that I want in my hot little hands is like big ass gaming news. Like we always have, it feels like for the last month or two, every week there's been some hot new thing, especially earlier in summer. There was a hot new gaming showcase. Check this out. Check that out. And now we're in the dregs. But it's a good thing too, because for a while, just like I talked about with my release, you know, I want to get, I feel like sometimes I don't go indie enough. I don't, I don't get to talk about really weird stuff. In the IG2G days, I would find some weird stuff, and I'd talk about it. And this isn't like weird, like crazy, like the strange things that I would hook up. But a little bit of news that came out this week, 
And it just blew my mind. Super Punch-Out, after 28 years of releasing, they've uncovered a secret two-player mode in this game. One of my favorite games of all time. One of those games that I can pick up and play, and I'm just instantly... I have all the, I've retained all the skills. I'm just instantly back in small mat brain. And I've played it on Nintendo Switch Online, rocking and rolling, having fun. A classic game, one of my favorites of all time. It was shown off on Twitter from Unlisted Cheats, at new underscore cheats underscore news. They found basically like a dev test, where you hold certain buttons on the first player controller, hold them on the second player controller, and you can play a one-off match with Little Mac against any character, but as long as you do it on the second player controller, that second player can control all the enemy characters in Super Punch-Out. And I pulled up some, some gameplay of this on YouTube, and I was like, I'm not sure if I believe it. Because just recently, they had like a big near Automata hoax. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way that's real. No way at all. And it turned out not to be real. And I was looking at this and I went, that's not possible. And the first YouTube gameplay I pulled up, it looked just like the AI fighting. And I went, no, no, no. And I searched for more. And then I found ones where people were playing completely awfully. So this is real. It's real for, in, for real in real life. And it blew my mind. Playing as Bear Hugger, playing as Mad Clown, playing as Hoy Carlo, playing as Mass Muscle. These are characters who, you know, when I was a kid, they were bigger than life. Like pixelated heroes up on my screen. Obviously, they were the villains because you were trying to fight them. But now I could be them. Now, granted, I don't know how, as a man with only two hands, I can hold down buttons on two separate sets of controllers. But it just blew my mind. And I, I couldn't. As soon as I heard the news, I thought, God, I can't wait to play as these characters, figure out how to do the moves. And some of the things they've shown off in some of those gameplay things, like Gabby J, the first guy you fight, he doesn't dodge to the side, but he has a custom dodge side animation when you play as him. What else is in there? I love that kind of stuff. I love peeling back the onion and finding all this stuff. And speaking of peeling back the onion, one I won't spoil, like that blew my mind. A game from 28 years ago, finding this secret that's been buried for all this time. I have to plug, again, I did this on Twitter, I think back in June, but I have to plug a YouTube video from a YouTuber named Jacob Geller. The decade-long quest for Shadow of the Colossus's last secret. If any of you have not watched this video, and I'll put it in the show notes below, look it up on YouTube. you got to watch it. It's a 22-minute video all about the search for it. It will take you on a ride. You'll, you'll shake your head at some points, and then you'll go... <gasps> Oh my God, at other points. It'll, it, it's a roller coaster of emotions. And again, it's people who love a game and for 10 years after it was released were digging for secrets, trying to find the last thing. When you get to the end of this video, you will be glad to be a gamer. That's all I'll say. So check out Super Punch Out because that works on original hardware, on emulation, on the Nintendo Switch version, and then watch that video. If you like secrets, if you like finding new stuff in old games, you got to check out both of them. There you go. That's that's what I got. That's what I got this week. And of course, for myself, I mentioned this in the show proper before. We've talked about it before. And I want to keep everybody's attention pointed right at it. PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium, folks. It ain't there yet. I still don't think it's there yet. 
But it's getting closer. August 16th, Matt, you're getting Bug Snacks, Dead by Daylight, Ghost Recon Wildlands, Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kwame, Yakuza Kwame 2, Metro Exodus, Monopoly Madness, Monopoly Plus. One I'm very particularly interested in is Trials of Mana, that new, you know, the reboot of that, the remake or whatever. And then Uno. Uno, who cares about Uno? Uno's a fun game, don't get me wrong, but whatever. These are all coming to your PlayStation Extra and, of course, your premium memberships coming August 16th. That's a pretty cool addition to this month, man. And you also get Yakuza 3, 4, 5, and yes. 6. Not even just the ones that you listed, but the whole franchise. Basically everything. Yes. So the whole kit and caboodle of Yakuza, which I just told you all about, like a dragon, and which Matt has talked about before, fantastic. You know, these are some amazing games. But Metro Exodus, I've talked about Metro Exodus a billion times. Awesome first-person game. Just fantastic. If you haven't played this series and you like first-person crap, holy moly, you're missing out. You need to play this title, and it's right there for you for that little bit of extra for that year, for that tier. And, of course, Trials of Mana, a reboot of a wonderful old-school game from way back in the old SNES days. It's getting close, Matt. It's getting closer. You know, I'm getting to that point where it ain't it ain't game, Xbox Game Pass yet, but I'm like, hmm, there's titles here I want to play. There's stuff I really want to get. This might be worth that extra boot, you know, to the to the yearly subscription to play these three or four titles so far. If they get another swath in here of stuff, that might do it. That might push me over. I hear what you're saying, and I didn't want to cut you off, but... Game Pass has had like pretty much all these games also. So like you could have also yeah, played the entire Yakuza there's no, franchise. There's no trophies, so there's achievements though. It's Not literally for me, the same I'm thing. Because I'm on the PC. You are you are on my Xbox. It's my Xbox friend. What are you talking about? Yeah, You're there. There are no achievements pop. Where's the achievements popping? They don't see them when I'm playing the games on the PC. I don't see those achievements. I don't get that little adrenaline. I don't feel good about nothing. I just play the game. It's like when I'm playing the Switch. Nobody cares. There's no nothing. I just play the game. I only get the satisfaction of playing the game. Who wants that? You got to have recognition. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I, and I don't know this because I don't play much PC Game Pass stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like you definitely get them. You would just have to find out a way to turn them on. Because I feel like if you're playing on PC, they would just be minimized by default. I don't know that. I'm not but, sure either, but I don't but, see them. But I'm sure you're right. It's got to exist. I mean... So, but yes, this there's is no the man, excuse. But this but is okay, the man who couldn't figure out how to pick, how to click on the big sign up for Overwatch Two beta. <sighs> See, I didn't want to go there, but you made me, you forced me to go there. Now I will say, you know, I I was gonna interrupt and go, Bob. I'm so sick of hearing about PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. We're done. I'm never talking about it on the show again. But you listed off a ton of good games, and I will always, I'll always be a fair man and say, if you're into the PlayStation Extra Plus passes and do all the things. Awesome stuff is coming your way. So they've started out, like we talked about, right out of the gate with some, I mean, my favorite franchise, like my favorite franchise ever, just across quality of all types of games. They're doing good right now. Fantastic. A great job. Indeed. And then lastly, Matt, I can't let it go. I mentioned at the start of the show, the Dealfield Chronicle Mm -hmm. demo is out and available right now for all the different systems, you know, PS5, Xbox, PC, you know, all those. I kind of skipped over this, all right? It was a game we saw and we talked a little bit about when it was showcased back in the day with all the other Square Enix games, because yes, this is a Square Enix title. And this is the one we mistakenly thought for a second was going to be the successor to Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre or whatever. 
but it's not. It's Steel Field Chronicles. It is a tactical RPG, and I didn't really think much of it. But I watched like 20 minutes, 16 minutes, whatever it was, a gameplay the other day. And now my interest has peaked. Alright, it's active tactical strategy RPG. So the game doesn't stop. You're making your moves, grid-based type stuff, you know, your usual. But instead of it, you know, waiting for you to take your turn, the longer you wait, those enemies, they're gonna, they're gonna act again. They're not gonna stop. They're gonna keep attacking you, keep going to town. So you have to be thinking quick and you have to think on your feet. And the animations were awesome. They were fantastic. I found out, and this is something I didn't know, they have the equivalent of summons. So during like the gameplay version I watched, they summoned Bahamut come down, it came down and it was really, really cool looking. The artwork and the animation for it was great. Character wise, I still don't really know anything about it. Uh, it sounds like your typical story. Some mercenaries are working for a kingdom and whatnot, and you're just uh, there for the money. I'm sure it's going to evolve from there, but from what I watched, it definitely made me go from a complete ignore to, you know, maybe look at someday in the long run to a game that I want to pay attention to. So I, myself, will be going to play this wonderful Deal Field Chronicle, you know, demo that is out right now, as of this, the second we're talking, and go see what it's all about. The game doesn't come out till September 22nd, I think. So there's time before it comes out to think about whether it's worth the purchase or not. But you can go play the demo for free. I just don't want folks that love tactical RPGs, etc. to sleep on this. Because I was until just the other day when I saw that, you know, play the gameplay of it. So I just want to highlight it. Get it out there. Check it out, folks. Give it a second chance. Give it a second look. Maybe you'll like it. And I got to second that because... This was one that I, I knew the name of. I'd heard the Diofield Chronicles. I think I had even looked on the Steam page of it before. But I think last time I looked, it was just art stuff. Like, uh-huh. hey, here's what it's going to kind of look like. And maybe like a couple pictures of some units. And I went, uh, who knows? But literally, as you were talking, I pulled up Steam and I typed it in. And I was about to download it, but it was 7 gigs, which would destroy the Discord call. But I watched that trailer, which did make you stutter. And it looks beautiful. It looks great, and there's something, I know this is stupid for me to notice or think of, the way the damage numbers pop up, it does something. It It feels good. It spices up my brain. It it looks crisp, and it looks clear, and it looks nice, and the the, the kind of overhead perspective, I mean, obviously, it's it's units on a grid, so it's not like this, but it put me in the mind of Valkyria Chronicles, Mm -hmm. like that, that same kind of camera angle of like sort of isometric sort of, and then just the beautiful damage numbers popping up. I don't know. I'm excited to download it. And play it. Obviously, I can't buy it anytime soon, but yeah, keep it on your radar because now it's on mine. You being the listeners out there, it's on our radars. It should be on yours too. And that's it. We did it, everybody. We had another show. It's been a wonderful time. It's time for bed. Wow. Gosh, golly. See you it's later. Not time for bed. I got to edit this thing for an hour you and a half. What are you to, talking you got about? Tomorrow to edit it. What are you talking about? But if I don't, if I don't, if I do it tonight. Then, then I could play Final Fantasy V tomorrow know, for eight could. hours. That's true. Just, <laughs> what about you out there in podcast Listerland? What are you doing tonight? Let me know. Hey, just tweet at us what, what your dinner plans are. I don't know. But let us know what what strange things are on the table for you. What little bits? Because there's little bits of gaming news. There's not big stuff out there, but what's something that interests you? Or did you watch that video that I linked down in the show notes? Tell me about the roller coaster ride that sent you on. Are you happy to be a gamer? Are you glad to be a gamer? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift, darn it. 
Indeed. Go check us out on Facebook. Check us out on all the other platforms. Or head over to Patreon and throw a few bucks our way. It's like a little tip jar. You like what you're hearing, like what we're doing? Consider a couple bucks because it helps keep the lights on. We really appreciate it. But we also understand money's money and sometimes you just ain't got it. You can do all the other things that Matt told you just to do right now, and that also helps us, makes us feel great. Or you can give us five-star ratings on the iTunes, five stars on the Spotify, uh, mailbags of any kind, just positive comments all over the internet, boosting us, pumping us up, getting eyes on us. All of it helps out significantly, and we appreciate all the support. And we appreciate you listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 18th, maybe. Of August, unless something else comes up. It should be the Harbinger for a fantastic time, but that's been delayed to another fantastic time. But you can check out that episode whenever it drops on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. Just like I mentioned before, some five-star ratings. Get them! Come on! What do I got to do? You want me to eat a nutty buddy? Make some hair. I got it right now. ASMR. I'm glad it's not coming through on my end. I've, mm, I hope. I'm an ASMR I hope that comes through. So I will I'm grade it up. I'll mm. grade it up or down. <laughs> depending on when I listen to it like an hour and a half from now when I get to this part. Thank you. Now I can't <laughs> stop chewing those, so it kind of backfired on me a little bit. But... But that's you know okay, because I'm going to jump in and say, you always say, you always plug the five-star ratings, and we never do it, and I'm the one who's on it, so we need to plug that twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. Come join me. Come see me hanging out, playing Final Fantasy V, or whatever I happen to play, and drop me a Twitch Prime sub. Drop us a follow. Drop us just some comments. Stop in and say, hey, man, just stopping in for five minutes before my kid jumps off the roof again. He he he. Do that. Come hang out with us there. It's a good time. It's a fun time. Like I said, a follow is free. A prime sub is five minutes of your time, and that's also free. Get on there. Come say hi to me. It makes me feel good. Yes, get over there. Say hi to Matt. Have a good time. Like we have a good time, all right? That's all we're about is having some fun, having good times. So please do. And, of course, with that, Matt, there's nothing else to say tonight. Except for... Don't forget to say... Sit down.